So welcome back to Leaders of Consulting, the show that brings you interviews with experts in the trenches at the forefront of consulting, sharing their own perspectives, tips and resources they picked up along the way for your benefit. On this episode, we are joined by Alexis Hasselberger, who is a time management and productivity coach who helps people do more and stress less uh, with clients, including Google, Lyft, Workday, Capital One and Upwork, amongst many others. Uh, so, Alexis, welcome on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, uh, I love this topic, productivity, so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to diving in. But Alexis, why don't you start off with a unique approach or tip, tool or strategy uh, that you think other people in consulting should probably know about? Maybe they don't yet. Yeah, I think one of my favorite tools to use with my clients specifically is Loom, the video, the quick video app Loom, if people are not familiar with it. I think this is such a great tool for the asynchronous world that we're living in and for not having to write super long emails. <laughs> because if I can do a quick screen share of just like, here's how you do that in 30 seconds and send that to a client, it saves me probably 20 minutes that I would have spent saying, okay, go here, click here, inserting a little icon, et cetera. So I think that's a huge time saver that I use all the time with my clients. Yeah, absolutely. I did. I would say though, that sometimes I find myself doing Loom videos and have to redo them and redo them and redo them again. So sometimes you have to weigh up like, which which mode of communication is this going to suit best? And sometimes it is a Loom video, but sometimes it's it's something else. Yeah, yeah I guess I would say I never have redone one. I just yeah. send it the way it is. So yeah. maybe there's like a good enough element that I have no perfectionist streak in me. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair enough. Fantastic. And Alexis, I was, I was wondering like, could you tell us if there's, um, you know, if I, if I ask you, if there's a, a particular book that comes to mind or, or some kind of form of content uh, that you think was uh, kind of pivotal or, or maybe a little bit paradigm changing for you uh, during your career, is there anything that you would point to? Yeah, I mean, I think there, there's a book that probably many people have heard of called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And I read this probably, I don't know, 25 years ago. And I think that really changed for me. The, the main takeaway I have from it, I don't follow it, you know, every, every tenant of it. Yeah. But the main takeaway that really changed things for me was just don't rely on your memory. I think the way that he, that David Allen says it is your mind is for having ideas, not for holding them. And I think, you know, a huge piece of what I do with people is help them to externalize all of the tasks, the shoulds, the wants, the et cetera, so that we can actually focus on doing the thing and, and organizing that instead of constantly having a loop in our brain of all the things that we should be doing that we wish we would have done that we're thinking about for tomorrow. So I think that that has really been, you know, just compel very compelling and and maybe you know I don't think 25 years ago I thought I was going to be a productivity coach but there is some thread in there you know yeah yeah that's that's definitely a, a timeless classic that book it uh, is yeah absolutely and so you know helping you know your clients with time management productivity can you tell me like what what are the typical challenges they have uh around overwhelm where where do you usually start with people so yeah, I usually start with just some self-knowledge, honestly, like to, yeah. to set the stage. So what this means is like knowing about, you know, some different traits and tendencies about yourself, how you handle external um, expectations versus internal, um, also doing some time tracking. So I think that most people feel overwhelmed and they don't actually have an understanding of where their time is going, right? So they think they do, but then we actually track for a week and you realize like, oh, I'm 
doing way more of X than I thought or way less of Y. And it's because time is subjective, right? It's like the things we enjoy doing, time goes quickly. The things that are harder for us or that we don't enjoy, time, you know, really kind of expands. And so I've had clients where, you know, tech CEO kind of person realized they were spending four hours a day on Reddit and YouTube in five minute chunks right? Just had no idea that they actually had so much more time. And so I think that's where I always start. And then we move into task management, because I think that's that's just a big one for people is just the keeping the things in their head, the having multiple systems all over the place, making it really hard to prioritize. Yeah, interesting. And, and I'm kind of curious, when it comes to that time auditing, usually what form does that take? Does it depend on the person you're working with? I mean, I know there's lots of different ways you could you could do it. I usually provide three different options and, mm. and tell people do the thing that is easiest for you. Yeah. So some people are like really into technology and they like using an app. So there's a free app called Toggle that people can use. And some people love that. Um, I also have a spreadsheet that is just, you know, that has a pivot table that'll add everything up for you. So some people really like just putting, popping things into a spreadsheet. And then some people just like, they can't, they can't do that. It's just too much. And so I will just say, great, keep a notepad next to you and write down 7am woke up, you know, eight o'clock breakfast or whatever. Um, because it's not, it's not, to me, it's not as much about the actual data in terms of like how many hours X, Y, or Z, as it is about increased awareness around your time and what insights are you having around that? So just do whatever works for you. I mean, I think the easiest thing is the thing that you'll remember to do. (laughs) And so it could be very different for different people. Yeah. Uh, kind of a nearer one, an interesting one I came across is, uh, sort of a, it's like a dice device, mm, Yeah, uh, but it's I've like hexagonal. That. It's not yep. a proper dice. Yeah. It's, I think yeah. it's called a timular or something like that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a really cool one too. I mean, it, it has a barrier for entry, which is that you have to buy the thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that one is a really cool one for people who don't know. It's like each, each side of the die is coded to a particular activity. So when you flip the die over, it's keeping track of how long you spent on that activity. Yeah. 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 Great. And and I'm curious, like, so when people go through this process, are there certain things that people just find or revelations that people have that are just maybe seem kind of counterintuitive or, or certain misconceptions that, that people have around productivity that you see? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I think that the two big misconceptions I see all the time, what one is that multitasking is a positive right? Like people put this on their resumes. I'm a great multitasker, right? We talk about people as if multitasking is great. It's actually not something we can do. It's just our mind context switching really fast and productivity goes down when we try to multitask. And so I think often people are really um, hesitant to, to realize that, oh, when I do one thing at a time, I actually get more done overall than when I'm trying to juggle all of these things at once. And then I think the other thing that comes up a lot is around meetings, right? In that all of like the, and the misconception is that all of the meetings on their calendar are things that are valuable and important and that are, they're pushing them forward. And usually when we do a calendar audit, we find that that is just not the case for the vast majority of the meetings that we're in. Yeah. And essentially what, what goes on the calendar is what tends to get prioritized. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, people can integrate, you know, one way that we integrate that is to say, okay, well, let's, let's actually do some time blocking on your calendar for the work that you need to do. Right. And so I've, I've had clients show up and it's like, we look at their meetings and they have 40 hours of meetings a week. Right. So we're like, okay, when is the work happening? Like, when are you going to get the work done? And it's kind of this, 
this moment where people have to reconcile the fact that like, oh yeah, if they just have all these meetings, then their work, if they're going to get work done, it's happening after hours. Yeah. Is that something where you, you, you sometimes encounter organizational resistance as well uh, when dealing with those yeah, larger Yes and no. So I'm often working with, so with, with companies, I'm often doing workshops around these things. And some companies are very into reducing meetings and other companies don't even come to me for that at all. I'm often working with individuals or leaders within companies who are trying to make these changes for themselves or on their teams. And I think it's a lot, um, it's a lot easier for people to make the changes, of course, when there are other people on board, but sometimes you're just operating in a vacuum and you're the only one who is trying to make these changes and that can be more uncomfortable, but still worth it in the end. Yeah. Because when you were describing that, it reminds me of uh, an essay that Paul Graham wrote called Maker's Schedule, Manager's Schedule. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he talks about that that friction between the manager demanding meetings and the developer going, this just doesn't fit the way that my, you know, my work functions, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're a coder, right, you can't have just half an hour blocks in between <laughs> all of your meetings. You'll never get anything done, right? You can't get into a flow state. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I'm curious uh, within the sort of the field of productivity and time management, are there any trends that you see? Like, if you look ahead to the future, um, do you see any sort of direction that the the industry is going in at all? So I I hope and I think that we might be on kind of a cusp, right? I think for a long time, productivity, time management, it was seen as like, how do we just do more things all the time, right? Like the kind of hustle culture, productivity bro culture of like productivity is about eking more and more out of every single moment. And I think I come to productivity with a, a different perspective and one that I'm seeing more often now as kind of maybe a backlash to the last two years in a pandemic and more meetings and everything, which is productivity is about doing what you intended to do. Um, productivity is about knowing what your goals and your values are and you know, aligning your time with those more so than just trying to work, you know, get as much as you can out of the, you know, 12 hours that you're going to be working, et cetera. And so I am hopeful that especially what we see with like the great resignation and people trying to achieve and seek more like balance is a loaded word, but more kind of an integration that feels right for them, that we're going to be seeing that direction happen more that it's not about doing all the things it's about doing the right things yeah 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 absolutely um if i could offer up maybe another possibility oh yeah uh or or something that's you know just come to my attention is that uh i'm really interested in in the way that certain technology around capturing ideas or information information basically building a second brain uh Mm -hmm tools around that space are evolving at the moment. Like there, I think there are some really interesting things out there. You know, Rome research, I think is a very well-known yep. one. Um, yep. And I think they're great, but they're, they're still not the most user-friendly and you still have to figure out a whole system around it. But I, I'm guessing that, you know, n- not too near distant future will have tools that are like that, but with a little less friction. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's interesting, like Rome Research, Evernote, like the, like all these kind of connected Obsidian, like they're all kind of connected note systems, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like I don't know how well we're going to have like one system that's your external brain. I think 
that where the rubber meets the road is in the integrations. Because what I see is that when companies try to do all the things, like they're like, okay, we do notes and we do docs and we do tasks. They're never doing any of them. They're not doing them well, right? And so I just, I feel like Rome is really great for certain things. And also like there are task managers that are really great for certain things. Like Notion tries to be everything and it doesn't do a great job with tasks, right? It does like it's yeah. possible, but it's okay, right? And yeah. so I think that if we can get to a point where we can really easily like non-tech people can really easily integrate their tools, that that then we're going to have like best of class tools. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Sort of the integration side of things. And I see sort of the way it relates to productivity is like surfacing the right information at the right time that you might have mm-hmm. forgotten about mm-hmm. um, and just helping you be a little bit more kind of effective, I guess. Right, right. Not losing track of that stuff. Because I think that's the goal of all these tools, right? Is like store it somewhere so that you don't lose track of it and be able to find it easily when you need it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with your, you know, your feeling there that, making one tool be the Swiss army knife of everything doesn't I, I one of the thing that kind of peeves me off when I when I look for information about uh you know how to how to create a system for its own process or whatever um is that usually you'll find people are siloed off they're like they've got they're trying to do everything in click up you know you right. look at watch expert videos or whatever and they're great and people really know their stuff but they just know it about one particular application yeah um, but the reality is we have a lot of different tools and things that need to talk to each other. Right. And and also like in in corporate environments, right? It's like like I have, you know, a client who's product manager or something, right? And he's like, "Okay, so I need somehow I need to be able to integrate Jira and Asana and like there all of these different tools because you can't actually say in a, you know, we don't live in a vacuum where we can't actually be like I'm just going to use this tool for me and like everyone else be damned, you know? Like we live in a world a connected world with other people and so other people, other teams are going to be using different things that work better for them. And so, yeah, I just feel that that integration piece is is coming to a forefront because there are so many great tools um, that exist out there, right? For different purposes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely critical, that side of things. Um, And, and so I'm curious, you know, Alexis, so for someone who, you know, is maybe a little bit of ignorant of the the whole sort of productivity space, Mm -hmm. For someone who's just a complete layman and they maybe they're not even they've never even heard of GTD and that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you think there are like some basic fundamentals that everybody should just be aware of when it comes to to time management and productivity? Yes. So yeah. I think that one of the first ones is just write it all down. Just get it out of your head. Like if you're, yes, I have favorite tools. I've reviewed probably 50 different task apps and things. I definitely have ones that are my favorites, but just like get it down. Sometimes bullet journals work for people. Sometimes like using the thing that other people are already using at work is going to be the thing that that works for you. But just get it, just have some way to get it out of your head. I think another one is to have one place, right? I think something that people struggle with a lot is that, you know, they're using post-it notes and they've got a notebook or maybe like five notebooks for different purposes. And they're using a task manager and they've got other things on Google Calendar. And it's just a mismatch of all of these things. And so I think having kind of one funnel for here's where things go that I need to come up with later, that is really important as well. Um, I mean, I could go on and on, but I think those are the two, those are the two actionable things is like, write it down in one place. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. You know, having like a one central repository for, for most things for your inputs 
One of the challenges around that, though, I find is, uh, you know, like the experience on desktop for one thing might be better than the mobile experience. So, you know, some things will end up in, in Apple Notes and, and other things will end, end up in, you know, Notion and here and there. And so that's that's one of the challenges that you have to kind of overcome at times. Yeah, it's true. And it's funny, the, the task app that I recommend most frequently for my clients is called TickTick, T-I-C-K-T-I-C-K, not TikTok. That is not for, at least that does not help me with my productivity. Um, but one of the things that I like best about it is that the mobile experience is just as good as the web experience which is just as good as the desktop app experience. And so it's one of those ones where it's like very easy to use, has a lot of integrations and it works nicely everywhere. So like I can be out on a run, speak into my phone and it will add it to my task list or I can be, you know, at my computer doing, you know, other things and I can easily add from there or there's a Gmail integration, right? So I can click a button that says add to task list, right? From right there. So I think that um, there are some out there, but I, I think you're right. Sometimes people have a system to get things into their system, right? So it's like, maybe they're using Asana where the mobile experience isn't quite as good. Well, they can like email a task in from their phone easily, right? Or they can use Slack or something like that. So I think there are, there are ways to get around that. But I, I do agree with you. That is a problem. Yeah, yeah. I often find myself just uh, using uh, Telegram, which is a messaging app, mm. and sending messages to myself using the saved mm -hmm. messages feature. Yeah. <laughs> whatever works right yeah even though that's not really what it's meant for anyway but <laughs> that's it doesn't matter what it's meant for right it's how you're using it yeah yeah fantastic great so so alexis um i know you've you've, you've got uh sort of uh an action plan now, it, would that be a kind of a good place for someone who's maybe feeling a little bit of overwhelm and isn't really sure um where to start can you tell us a little bit more about about that yeah. So people can download for free from my website and you'll probably put it in the show notes, a distraction action plan. And what this is really to help you get some time back immediately, even before you start you know, developing a task system or something like that. Um, there is a study that showed that most people spend about a third of their workday just recovering from distractions that on average, it takes us 23 minutes after getting distracted to refocus on what we're doing. And so this guide is just designed to help you pinpoint common distractors and have a solution for those so that you can gain back a couple of hours in your day. Yeah, great. So so probably a process of like identifying them and figuring out what, you know, what what to put in mm -hmm. place to prevent that from happening, having that awareness. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of ideas in there. So you're not yeah. meant to be able to figure it all out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. Um, well, this is great. Um, Alexis, can you tell uh, people also where they can find out more about the work that you're doing? Um, I know uh, I saw you've got like tons of testimonials, quite impressive. Um, but yeah, I'd love for you to just share you know, your website where people can connect with you. Yeah, thank you. So my website is alexishasselberger.com, which no one will be able to spell. So I hope that'll be in the show notes. Um, you can connect with me there. Uh, I am also on Instagram at do.more.stress.less. My YouTube channel is Do More Stress Less, and Facebook is also Do More Stress Less. Fantastic. I love the rhyming. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks so much for, for coming on the show, Alexis. Uh, you've definitely given myself and I'm sure our listeners uh, plenty to, to ponder. I uh, just wanted to say thanks so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much. It's always fun to talk to other people who care about this stuff. Totally, totally. Cheers. Hey, Jonathan Bailey Strong here, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in. And if you want to get in touch, feel free to hit me up on social media. 
if you just search for my username, John B. Strong on Twitter, and actually you can search for the same thing on LinkedIn, uh, you'll find my profile there as well. I'd love to connect and hear your feedback.